0: Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the East Anglia Hobbit Community Podcast. I'm Jack and I'm here today with Josh. Hello
1: guys, me again.
0: Yeah, so back on today we were going to do a hobby update, just what we'd been up to, but then the day we decided on our topic, the FAQs were updated. So we changed our topic to do a quick run through of the FAQs uh, and the errata and the updates that have been made to that, and just our initial thoughts. And we've got a few questions, but we did put up the post quite short notice, so we'll just quickly run through that. Yeah, well. the,
1: the meatier part of this one is definitely going to be the, the FAQ, because the questions... Yeah. Um, there was a lot of comments on the last podcast, which is what we wanted, but not a lot of actual questions for us to discuss through. But there's a couple in there. There's the one, uh, the one that might take up a bit of time my answer won't take up a lot of time. I don't know if Jack was even here when it happened, was the, the models in a specific shield wall formation and you can't charge certain models because... It was a big thing on the GBHL. I remember uh, reading
0: something about it, but I would kind of read it, but then couldn't be bothered to
1: read all the comments. Yeah, my, my, uh, we'll discuss it, but my answer yeah. is, is, is going to be very blunt. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so Jack, let's go. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll
0: we'll run through. We're just going to go through one at a time, go through the errata and the designers' commentary questions on there as well. But we're just going to go through what has been updated. There's no point going through stuff that's been there for ages and ages. Mm-hmm. So we'll start with the rules manual first off. So we'll just jump straight into it. So the first change on this one I've got here is about the Heroic Challenge. So... The little addition to this rule is if the challenge is declined, the declining hero may not use Standfast for the remainder of the game. I think it's a a nice little change because you don't really see heroic challenge anyway, but it gives another reason to use it.
1: I think the issue or the reason why that's changed is because people would offer it out and there was no downside to declining it. So you've almost just wasted a might point even challenging in the first place. Yeah. Whereas now, especially because... I mean, you're likely to offer a challenge either A when you're in a really strong position or B when the now with this um this change, B when you know you're close to breaking the enemy.
0: Yes, yeah, so it's um, a little extra tactical reason to use it. I think it's good. I don't think I've I think I may have been involved in may have done one heroic challenge in like a friendly game. I think Shagrat's got challenge, so it's definitely something I'll be looking at. Yeah, I use a few bigger heroes that tend to have challenge, but I just haven't really used it. But it gives another thing to consider when you might be using it. So, yeah, yeah, nice little change. It's not going to massively change it, but <laughs> it might make it be used a little bit more, which I think that's what it's intended. Yeah, it's intended for really. The next one is yeah, uh, re-
1: referring to war beasts. So, add the following line to the end of the fifth paragraph: If a howdah is reduced to zero wounds, it is destroyed, and all models within the howdah suffer falling damage. Any that survive are placed prone as close to the war beast as possible. Um, I guess that must be one where there was some um, ambiguity in the wording of the rules before or how it was played before. Seemed pretty straightforward. It makes complete sense. I mean, yeah, if it's destroyed, they're not going to be like, oh, we'll just stand on top of this massive elephant. Yeah, they Um, fall,
0: and if they don't die, they're prone.
1: Fairly sensible. I mean, what is it? uh, Strength three hit per three inch uh, per inch after your height you fall or something you're probably yeah. gonna probably gonna yeah get it
0: right. but if not you place prone and as close to the war beast as possible makes sense
1: yeah it makes sense
0: uh the next one is the one ring which you mentioned this earlier i did um so at the following sentence whilst invisible the ring bearer may move through friendly and enemy models provided they do not end their move overlapping any part of another model's base it's a good little rule i think Like with Bilbo sneaking, sneaking through, sneaking around, um, it makes thematic sense as well.
1: Bilbo's ring, no, they're not. It's Sauron's ring rule. Who's different, isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah. He says he doesn't follow the normal rules. He uses these rules, isn't
1: it? Yeah. So for me, I was looking at uh, actually looking at doing a Goblin Town list with Gollum in, Uh, and obviously, if there's no ring bearer on the field, he automatically is has the adds the One Ring to his war gear yeah uh, and i immediately thought of some interesting little combos with um the goblin king and then golem like sneaking through a i think he moves fire i think he moves faster than goblins I so he I... he could stand you can
0: have not just in this golem but in that situation you can stand oh, yeah. him behind the goblin king charge into a hero yeah and then run around the back of them potentially if it works out and there's no spear support so yeah, it's not. It doesn't massively change it, but again,
1: it's just that's a, cool, another, it's yeah. a cool, little thing. And a sealed door as well is quite yeah. scary potentially. And a little extra tactical thing to use with the ring. So the next one, you can do um, it's both
0: together, really. The next, yeah, week. the
1: next. The next one is a big one for the current meta of the competitive Hobbit or Sbg player. Sorry, it's not called Hobbit anymore. Um, so nature's wrath changed the second sentence to read. All enemy models within three inches of, ca- of the caster are not prone. So it was six inches before, mm-hmm. um, halved it down to three, which I can understand why. Uh, it it's not something seems that a bit I've
0: drastic, a massive reduction, like half is quite a lot. But then if it was dominating too much, then obviously it needed to be reined in a little bit.
1: I know some of the more competitive lists had multiple casters of this spell as well. Yeah. At higher points. So, like Raddy, Elrond, and Arwen, which is perfectly, you know, at a certain amount of points level with Rivendell Knights, mm. is a very horrible little army. Because I've used
0: it a little bit. Because I, I, again, more friendly games. I think I used Radagast in the last league event. Mm. And obviously, he's got Nature's Wrath. And with the sleigh, I guess it probably was a bit too far having six inches on the edge of the sleigh, bearing in mind you can angle that as in whatever way you need to Oh well, yeah move it up so It's quite a big base but um yeah if it's if it was too powerful um i've never i don't know if i've played against it so maybe people i've played against to be able to say whether it was a bit too much or not i
1: mean i've played against raddy but i had enough heroes uh i had my heroes positioned in such a way that i could always at least try to resist it yeah um so the one turn that or the two turns that the person did cast it against me, I was fortunate enough to be able to resist it. It's kind uh, of
0: following the trend with magic of how it is in this edition. It's a bit more kind of situational and you've got to be a bit more careful with I it. I think
1: the the reason with for the the change in the um, area of the spell in this case, and for Wrath of it's basically the same thing, but one's better in water. Um is because, as Jay said in his designer's notes when he, this was announced as on the Warhammer community page, was the fact that you could have your knights charging, and then your hero casting the spell doesn't have to be directly involved in any combats, or unless you want him to be, of course. Mm. You know, he could be far away enough where he's perfectly safe and, and then drop in and turn, out a
0: bit too much.
1: Next turn, if you lose priority, he can still just cast it again because he's not going to get charged. Yeah so i think having the the reduction in the area of both spells because they're very similar is actually a it's a very interesting change so, so
0: yeah i'll probably be using this a little bit uh, when i use some of my army list radgast and things so mm. might have a bit better of ideas i still think it's it very out. good it's
1: just a little Oh bit yeah. more um you just have to be a little bit more willing to commit a hero basically yeah so we'll
0: see how it plays out and um Yeah, it seems to be more based at the multiple, like you're saying, the multiple Nature's Wrath lists and just can't cover such a massive area with one spell. Yeah. So again, not massively different, just changes it slightly, just tones it down a bit. So yeah, it should be be fine. Uh, Next one is Siege Engines. And I just quickly read through this yesterday and it's an army or allied contingent may only include one siege engine for each hero with a heroic tier of hero of fortitude or above that is taken from the same army list as the siege engine. Okay, so what was this? What were people spamming before then? I have no idea. Maybe the what's the Gondor, the bolt thrower, bolt thrower
1: potentially. I guess if an army or or allied was... contingent may only include one siege engine for each hero with a heroic tier of a hero of fortitude or above.
0: I, I never. Played anyone who had multiple siege engines? Well, definitely not more than the heroes they had. So um, I know
1: I know that three Avenger bolt throwers was, was somewhat popular, uh, maybe not popular, but I know it was a thing. So it's probably, then, yeah, it's probably just to stop people spamming them out. Which is surely you'd still have three heroes above
0: Fortitude, though. Depends on the points levels, I guess.
1: Uh, yeah, I guess it could be at low points because I, I don't think they're overly expensive. Mm. I guess you could just have. Denethor, and then... Because he's obviously a, a hero of legend or valor, whatever he is. And then three bolt throwers. That would be your army. Yeah, or maybe there was multiple Iron Hill siege engines floating about with
0: just Dane, maybe.
1: Maybe, yeah. It, maybe. Who
0: knows? But I didn't come across that. But yeah, it's not going to make a massive difference to the majority of armies.
1: Again, it must just be a,
0: a game balance issue. Or maybe... People were allying in Iron Hills just to take the siege engine. So we're just ah, taking true. the Iron Hills because obviously that could come onto that a bit later as well. But potentially, if you had an, a, whatever army list with a convenient allies of Iron Hills or even impossible allies or whatever. Yeah, that's a, true. Because if it's impossible allies, so take... you didn't want your army bonus, it didn't yeah. really matter at that point, did it? So and now you'd
1: have to take a captain as well.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Maybe it's something like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Just another kind of loophole bin. So there's title. quite
1: a lot regarding impossible allies coming up. So the first part um, add the following models may not benefit from banners or banner effects of models from the army list. That is impossible allies. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Uh, there was uh, what middle earth team has suggested that um what we've seen from the legendary legions in Gondor at war and the scarring of the Shire are that, you know, the legendary legions and the historical allies lists or single army lists have benefits and they're just you know you can play impossible allies but you, you are, gonna are losing have your battles. benefits for it yeah, yeah. so and then um, yeah and you, you carry
0: on with the next bit
1: yep um when playing a game using impossible alliance each section of your force will be considered a separate army for the purpose of being broken This means that you will need to track the breakpoint for each part of your overall army individually. This may result in certain parts of the overall, wait there, certain parts of the army being broken and therefore taking courage tests for being broken before other parts of the overall army. If any part of the army is considered to be broken at the end of the game, then that will concede any victory points for being broken. I've read just that really badly because there was a lot of text,
0: but, but people um, can follow it along anyway. They're, they're free. FAQ. Yeah.
1: So this is interesting. I can understand why they've done it, and it makes perfect sense. But for scenarios where you might the game ends, what or the, you start rolling for the game to end once you're broken. Yeah, um, it just
0: it's just another reason not to take impossible allies.
1: But then, but it is. But it, it also isn't. If you think where uh, what scenario uh, of Ground, for instance, or. I can't remember off the top of my head. Lords of Battle, maybe to the death, where you you, know, you, you run, you run your, you take a, I don't know, um, a ring ringwraith, for instance, and that's your one model from an impossible ally. Um, and you've run the, you've marched and ran the rest of your army onto the hill, and you're gonna have more models there, and then your ring ringwraith casts. Twelve dice transfix because he can I just don't know if to kill him, allowed.
0: just to get rid of himself.
1: Not sure if you're allowed to do that, but it's an example. Don't slow yeah. me. Does that then mean you roll from that turn? Because technically, one half of your army is broken. So yeah, it by it kind of stops people abusing it, but then it, I suppose that
0: kind of opens up another way—not necessarily abused, but another way for it to be it used in be an unintended way. In a, an unintended way, yeah. So yeah see how that
1: pans out maybe theoretically you have 30 models on the middle you roll the game ends yeah you go okay i'm broken but i've won and you're like oh thanks yeah cool i don't know if that was how that's maybe that'll get faq'd again at some point but Yes, yeah, so yeah,
0: I, I don't really use impossible allies, so no, i the play, stuff makes sense.
1: Uh, I played one army or historical, so yeah, I think
0: the banner and the banner effects make complete sense. The broken thing again makes sense, but like you looking at it, even just with one look, has already seen how that can potentially That's be. It's just
1: what someone mentioned, I think. I read that somewhere else that the example I gave might have been wrong, but no, but along those kind of lines, yeah. along those kind of lines, yeah, so yeah, we'll see how that goes,
0: but again, if. I don't know, if it's, they're going to make it so negative to be impossible allies, why not just say you can't have impossible allies? I know that's restricting the game, but if it's going to go this far as to kind of stop all the benefits,
1: that's a bit um, extreme because then I you think... still get
0: the combos that people want to use, but you've got to balance it up with the, the drawbacks, I guess.
1: Again, they must have seen in the more competitive areas of the game a certain one model or...
0: Actually an
1: example of this is what Jason was gonna use um for the four fifty event. I think it was four fifty. Um his list was a Balrog, a Batswarm and Rascu. One because he doesn't need either army's army bonus, mm-hmm. um and two you can't break it because it's only three models. But yeah. now technically you can because you kill Rascu, and that half of the army is broken. Um so there was obviously some benefits to taking impossible allies that they've seen, and yeah. there's a good reason as to why they've done that. But yeah, um, yeah I suppose yeah. It's,
0: for, for our events, the ones where you run, we we don't see too many cheesy combos, if any, you, if any.
1: You might see um, what's the historic Is it ally of what's the middle one? Convenient. That's the one. I yeah. know that a few people, well, yourself included. Um, yeah run those because the army bonus for rivendell is not that important and i don't know what the white council army bonus is if it has one
0: it's yeah another member of
1: the white council
0: and you get plus one to resist i think i mean it's good but again if you've already got a wizard it doesn't really matter um, Depen- yeah if you're if it depends how you're making the army if you want that or not
1: i i imagine some people have been dropping i saw the example again was shades i think shades have been dropped into lists and there's no real downside to adding a shade into any army. It's pretty horrific. Yeah. Um, but I guess now, if you can kill the shade, then it, it benefits the person you, playing yeah. against the shade. So.
0: so. So yeah, I guess it's just balancing out. If someone's found a cheesy combo, there's another thing for them to consider if they think it outweighs the benefits outweigh yeah, drawbacks.
1: What I really like about these the Middle Earth updates in um, similar to the 40k one are February August is that it's enough time in between the two updates for the meta to sort of... Everyone's now got enough time between now and February again to figure out anything that's a little bit too strong or a li- and mm-hmm. then,
0: you know... Be toned down before everyone is doing it again.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. it keeps the... Also, it keeps the game fresh. It doesn't? You don't have yeah. the same meta over and over and over again. Yeah. So um, that's the, the, the game rules manuals one yeah well, uh, there's a designer's commentary as well there's just
0: more just um more community questions we'll, we'll go through this bit a bit quicker than the other bits i think we'll go through
1: it. oh yeah i mean this is probably the bigger it's, talking it's fairly, anyway. yeah
0: so, so some of these are quite simple so the first one we again we're just running through the new ones stuff that's already there in yeah. the black writing that's been there people have probably read it so we're just going to do the new ones yeah Uh, first one is if a model takes a jump test across the barrier and rolls a two to five can they be placed in base contact with an enemy model and that does not have a control zone and therefore fight them in the fight phase the answer is no fairly simple so you'd have to roll a six basically to move over and charge so you can get to the other side but you can't charge unless you roll a six
1: basically fairly straightforward the next question Um, What happens if a model moves as part of a heroic move or heroic march declared by a friendly hero, but due to a failed roll, they cannot finish their moves in six inches of that hero, hero, sorry, e.g. failing a jump, climb, leap roll or failing to kill a model through impact hits or trample. Are they still allowed to attempt that move even though there is a chance, however small, that they will not finish their move in six of the hero? Um gives quotes of when that would um happen. And the answer is they may still attempt to move, so as long as they are trying to finish their move in six inches, if they fail a roll that prevents this, they simply stop where they currently are. Fairly obvious. Just uh, again just I mean, clear again. Up. I guess people may have moved them up to where they were trying beforehand, rather than just stopping. You know, maybe roll the. I guess that would imply that you roll the test before moving the model, maybe. Um, or am I overreading that? Or would no, they I just think just if move up to the point moved... of where they roll for the test, and then they just stop there if they fail. If they fail, and then there's no,
0: then they can still move even if they finish without a six.
1: Okay, fair enough.
0: So that one. This is quite quite a quick one, but. Very simple. Do models have to make way of fable or is it optional? Making way is optional. I thought you had to make way. So um, that's uh, even if it's not done, it may result in the model being trapped. So it might be beneficial for you to trap your own model so you could potentially trap the enemy model in the next fight because obviously when people got priority, you can manipulate which fights go first to free yeah. I, I thought,
1: thought you had thought to about make that.
0: way. I, I thought it was you have to make way if you can. But obviously if it's optional, then that again opens up a few little tactical things, which is quite, quite for nice.
1: some, Yeah, for some uh, trapping going on both yeah. ways, I guess. That'll be quite interesting. Something to uh. bear. If a hero has declared her, a heroic move or heroic march and has called either with me or at the double and then subsequently dies before completing their move, e.g. falling off a cliff, drowning, suffering a fatal wound from failing to climb, jump, etc. What happens to those models that were effective affected by the heroic action the models will be unable to move that turn as they are unable to finish their moves in the six inches of the hero that called it uh called with me or at the double fairly straightforward
0: again yeah. yeah
1: um
0: so then next one here if a hero declares a heroic move or heroic march and declares evil with me or at the double then moves off the table where this is allowed can the models affected by the heroic action also move off the table yes However, uh, any models that cannot move off the table for any reason must forfeit their move for that turn.
1: Uh, I think that came up because someone asked this question about Reconnoiter. Mm. I don't know if that uh, that's the last time I saw it. Uh, it's probably been asked beforehand, but someone asked on Reconnoiter, if you move off, but your other models can only move so far, what happens? So they can be affected, but they just can't move. That's fair.
0: Yeah, make, again, makes sense because... Uh-huh. If you want a class being off the board as a separate board, if you like, they won't be within six. Because Yeah,
1: yeah, makes sense. If a hero declares a heroic move or heroic march and declares either with me or at the double respectively, but does not move off the table in games where this is allowed, can the models affected by the heroic action move off the table themselves? No.
0: Okay, Okay. that was the question
1: that I saw on the GBHL. Someone said, if I move my hero up, can I move the models off? And they said no, so that's fine.
0: Yeah, so similar to the first bit. Either all move off or all stay on.
1: Uh, Can I use a might to increase the score on a D6 when rolling for heroic strike? No, I thought that was obvious, but uh, obviously the game had a lot of newer players, so that makes sense. Yep. Uh, Uh, If a model declares a heroic defence, if a model the case, heroic defense
0: is fighting a model that never requires more than a certain number to wound, such as uh, Azor or Aragon, will they still only be wounded on the roll of a natural six? Yes. So heroic defense supersedes any um, four plus
1: wound or modifiers, three plus which, with Azog. Yeah. Yeah. which I think that's how I was playing it. Yes. Yeah, um, so yeah, I, again, I think that's for me that's how the wording makes sense. But just clearing um, things up. I guess it's one rule as you said supersedes the other rules Cute. so uh, when the commander of a war beast declares with me as part of heroic move do you measure the distance from the commander or from the base of the war beast and the answer is from the commander this will usually mean that only the war beast will be affected i guess unless oh. you've got another war beast next to it but so it's because of the height maybe yeah
0: well, to be honest with you if i was doing this i would have probably use the base to be honest because with normal models you do but obviously war beasts is slightly different. I must admit I haven't read the war beast rules too thoroughly. I have, but not over and over again. So I haven't. I've never really looked at them. But so it might be a bit more clearer in the other rules. But anyway it's it's there. So it's from the commander, not the base of the model.
1: Uh can the commander of a war beast use their own might and will to improve a courage test made by the war beast to see if it stampedes? Answer is yes. Again I guess that's because it counts as a mount yeah, and it's one model. So it's the same as if you're on a, a fell beast or a horse or yeah. whatever. So, so if a model has
0: fainted with the two handed swords, can they reroll a roll of a one, even though it would normally become a two as the model fought two handed? And it can. I've always played it that way. I get what it means. If you roll a one or whatever number with a two-handed, it gets a plus one. But it's just what the roll is when you... Yeah, it's... It's a natural played, one,
1: isn't it? I've so, always played it like that. Um, I mean, they've said yes as well, so it makes so, sense. Yeah, just clearing it up again. Uh, if a model with a spear is involved in a fight and loses, but it is not slain and subsequently backs away into base contact with a friendly model, can they then support that fight? No, that's that's always been a no.
0: Yeah, because they've already fought once. Four, yeah. You're either in the fight or supporting. You can't be doing both.
1: If a model with a lance charges, wins the fight, and then rolls a one to wound, can it re roll the one for a relevant special rule, poison weapons, ancient enemies, etc.? Or does the plus one to wound from the lance mean that this cannot be the case? Uh, yes, the model with the lance can re roll the one with the relevant special roll. Oh, that's so fair.
0: Same as the two handed faint in business. Yeah. It's a one at the end of the day, and you yeah. rolled the one. The one becomes a two to wound. It's, that's, well, that's, yeah. That was always my interpretation of it as well. Yeah. So if a cavalry model opts to stab and loses the fight, is it the rider or the mount that suffers the strength to hit the rider as they are the one who is stabbing? Again, that's interesting
1: it makes sense. that someone try to put it on the mount or somewhere that's happened where it's been going on the mount instead. So the mount hasn't got a sword or a dagger or... Maybe it's saying the rider has accidentally stabbed them both, maybe? Maybe, maybe it's, yeah. um, Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Ah, well, that clears it up anyway.
1: If a cavalry model opts to pierce his strike and loses the fight, is it the rider's or the mount's defence that is reduced by D3? The riders as they are. So it's the same as the uh, question above but regarding piercing strike. Uh, if a model with multiple attacks elects to bash and wins the ensuing fight,
0: do they roll a D6 for each attack or only one? They will only roll a single D6. So,
1: Can a model with a throwing weapon use it in the fight phase if they get to move as part of a, su- a successful heroic combat? No. Oh, so,
0: okay. So, yeah, no throwing in the move phase, winning the heroic combat, and throwing again in the... Because I suppose yeah. you're meant to do throwing weapons in the move phase, aren't you? So. Or shoot charge, phase charge, if you're not you, charging. If you're not. Exactly, yeah, so yeah. not in the combat phase. Makes sense. yeah um, If a model that is armed with both a throwing weapon and a bow throws a throwing weapon, it charges into combat and subsequently kills, kills its target, can they then fire their bow in the shoot phase providing they have not moved over half of their move allowance? And the answer is no. So you've shot one of your uh, like distance weapons, if you like, so you can't use both. Again, can it, if anyone's tried that, they're come cheesy <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a good idea, but it's um, one of
0: those things. It's if you were playing to the letter, if it wasn't very—I don't know whether it was clear or not in the original mm-hmm. rules. But technically, that they, they may not be wrong if they're looking at what they were reading. But it's obviously not as it was
1: intended, and it's just been yeah, clear. true. can models pass on the banner in any other situation other than having been slain or fleeing the board. Each no, no makes sense. So when they're dead or gone, that's the only when they can pass it. Mm.
0: Uh, so this is interesting because this was. I spoke. I spoke to Dan about this as well. Hmm. Um, do the effects of multiple war drums stack? For example, if they have two war drums in my force and sound both, will I add three inches for each or five inches for each for cavalry onto the move value of my models affected by the war drum? And no, the effects do not stack. Uh, I'm it sure, that was already. I think it, I don't know if it was in the actual rules. I don't. I think it's one of those things that it didn't say no or yes. Obviously, it's intended that the war drum is only you can only use one, but you can still stack it up with With March. March.
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe that's where the unclearness came from. When a model is fighting an enemy wearing the one ring, their fight value is halved. Is this rounded up or down? Rounded up.
0: Okay, see, I don't know if that's written in, but obviously, Transfix is rounded up as well, isn't it? Yes though it's just the same as the Transfix. Well, Transfix
1: now doesn't actually, unless it's Channel, unless doesn't it's channeled affect choice, value. And is the bat
0: swarm rounded up? I assume it is. I, I can't remember.
1: Ooh, is the swarm the one that's... I'm sure one of them's down. I don't yeah. know. But anyway, this one's up, so that's all. Yeah, ones. yeah. How does Protection of the Valor work in regards to magical powers and special rules that don't directly target a model? For example, Chill or a Harbinger of Evil, Miasmic... Presence. oh that's the tainted one isn't it the answer is the model that has the protection of the valor cast upon them will be affected as normal as the magical power or special rule doesn't target them directly uh
0: how does protection of valor work in regards to magical powers and special rules that directly target multiple models for example nature's wrath wrath of Brunin. the model that's protection of valor cast upon them cannot be affected by the magical power or special rule Though any models that would be affected will be as normal The model may still attempt to resist such a magical power, but will not be affected if they fail to do so. So you can still... So if in your three-inch bubble now, it sounds like if you've got three models in there, one of them was hit by a Protection of Valor, they won't be affected, but the other two still will. Okay. And then the one that's of the edge in the Protection of Valor can still resist to resist the overall magic spell Right. But if they fail their resist, they still won't be affected because they've got protection of the Valor. But it doesn't cancel the heroic, uh, the, the heroic, the spell, if just one of them has the protection instead of, so the uh, others still get affected. So I imagine someone was maybe saying... Bubbling because, it. Yeah, potentially. So if my one out of, let's say, seven guys has got the protection, yeah. all of the others have got it, well, no. It's just no. that one is kind of ignores it.
1: Okay, that makes sense. Yeah.
0: A lot of these changes are obviously just to clear things as like they were intended.
1: Yeah. Will Protection of Valor protect a model from trample, chariot charge, or demolition charge? No. Makes sense. Another one. Uh, if the model, if a model with the fly special rule and a large base size, such as Smaug or a dragon, finish its move on top of a terrain, but there would be room for other models to move underneath this model, is this allowed? Um, the answer... In short is yes, but if they're within an inch they would have to fight in the fight phase, and if they would have to do a courage test in order to be under an inch away, they'd have to do a courage test first, basically.
0: Yeah, so I suppose that's just keeping the one-inch control zones. As Even a, as though
1: a... they're above them. But yeah, yeah, so it's, still a, it's a... kind of as a
0: 360. As a it's
1: a, it's a 3D 360 sphere yeah. of control. Uh, yeah. Can I well, model with the Mighty Hero Special Rule? Still use their three point of might from this special rule if they have no might remaining in the store. Yes, again, I thought that was. I've always played it that way. I've always. I never thought it wasn't that, but obviously
0: some people did. Um, If a model with monstrous charge special rule charges and is subsequently charged by other models, are all models not prone if the model with monstrous charge wins the fight, so long as they're a lower strength, or just the ones that were originally charged? All models that were in the fight, even if they're subsequently charged. So everything's not prone. So similar to a normal cavalry charge. Yeah. So, but I I did actually read this because I used Eagles recently, and the wording Mm. I think wasn't 100% clear because I remember thinking, well, you would assume everything's not prone, similar to a normal cavalry charge on infantry. Yeah. But I I think the wording wasn't too tight, potentially. I might be making it up, but I'm sure when I read it, I thought, oh. It's not 100% clear, but that's cleared it up.
1: There you go, it's clarified it for you. So yeah? you
0: can charge one horse, and then when you're charged by another four or five with your Felbeast or your Eagles, them horses will also be knocked prone.
1: Can a model benefit from the stalk Unseen Special Rule if they are obscured by other models, but not by terrain? No, a model must be obscured by terrain to gain the benefits of Stork I've seen. Same, that with that a, thought, doesn't it? same with an Elven Cloak. So yeah, it does. I think it says it. in the rule it follows the rules of an elven cloak, so
0: it's cleared up again. Yeah. Uh, so again, linking onto that, the oh no, sorry, separate one. The rules no longer state that a model that wishes to use the throw stone special has to declare they are stooping for a stone. Is this intentional? Yes. So, yeah, I, I guess that's that where
1: sense. you get into the thick of a game. It's coming down to the last few turns. You go. I'm going to throw my stone. Your opponent goes, Ah, oh, but you didn't declare it. If you've stood still, I don't see why you'd have to declare it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's it's well, a it's it's a it's a crappy
0: crossbow, basically. Yeah. So it should follow the rules exactly as a as
1: a crossbow.
0: Well not exactly, but yeah, similar on the lines, so it makes sense.
1: Can Siege engine crews be bought additional war gear from their profile of the model that represents them, such as banners, war horns, etc., if applicable? The answer is no.
0: Yeah, makes sense. I imagine maybe some people had a siege engine at the back for a war horn on one of the additional crew members because it's going to be hidden anyway. Dirty idea, but I I would have never done that. And if anyone asked that in an army list, I probably would have just said no. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's it.
1: Uh, If the shot from a siege engine hits a combat, will every model in that combat count as being hit by the initial shot, or? Will only the model that is hit directly count as being hit by the initial shot? And it's only the model that is directly hit. So I think that's
0: in terms of the auto-kill. Because obviously Ah, all the ones in the combat are still not prone. Yeah. But they're not all classed as an auto-kill, which makes sense.
1: Definitely. A model that spends a full turn in base contact with the siege engine can destroy it, providing it has done nothing else that turn. What exactly does this mean? So the answer to that somewhat obvious question in my opinion the model will need to be in base contact with the siege engine at the start of the turn as in before priority then at the end of the turn oh okay that's not obvious um the end phase they will have spent the entire full turn in base contact so the siege engine will be destroyed so as long as they have done nothing so you have to move there the turn before, then you have to spend the whole subsequent yeah. you know, following turn. So it's not reason.
0: like a shoot phase to shoot phase; it's a start to finish turn. It's a
1: start to finish. yeah. that makes
0: sense. When a model is stated as not counted towards an army's bow limit, does this mean that? So again, I think this was a fairly obvious one, but people unsure. Yep, they're entirely they're ignored entirely, and therefore only a third of the remaining models in the force can have bows or are they still counting for a number of models, but not counted as having bows? In which case, could an army contain two thirds of models with bows that don't count towards the bow limit, and then a further one third armed with bows that do count? And they are saying that A is the, re- the actual way to do it. So basically, they're completely ignored. So you couldn't yeah. have 10 Rivendell Knights with bows not counting towards your bow limit, then counting them as 10 unarmed models without bows, rather. So yeah, that's just... Trying to get around wording, it's quite obvious they're a separate entity to yeah. your bow limit, which makes sense again.
1: If in the match play scenarios, when a deployment states that models must be deployed in a certain area, is this within or wholly within? Well, I've not, I've not understood what the. I think it's,
0: uh, it's yeah. With the, the answer, clears scenarios. it up. I think so. Okay,
1: deployment is always wholly within one. Within one exception, in the contested champions scenario, leaders only need to be within three inches of the center of the board rather than holding within. okay so i
0: think it's a case of so for example when you've got larger model bases um i don't know that aren't going to fit there or i think it's because also with contest champions people put their leader within the three inches or in the whole bubble and then put their army along in front of them if they're not a combat hero yeah so i think it's just to say as long as you're in that three inches your whole model doesn't have to be in there.
1: Does the Goblin Mercenaries rule make that different? Um, well, no,
0: because your leader would still need to be in there. That's no, quite... but
1: I mean just because it says it, all match play scenarios, so like storm the camp. Well, they always have to be wholly within,
0: apart from
1: contests. Don't Goblin Mercenaries deploy from scenery, though? Uh, I suppose that's a separate,
0: separate way because it says use these rules rather than the normal rules for deployment, doesn't it? Ah,
1: right. There you go. You've cleared it up right, for so me. So you
0: would use their ones, I imagine. Fair enough. So, I guess this is more for models like a, a mummock that isn't going to fit in yeah. three inch. So, it's probably you
1: just do your best to get it there. Yeah, you have the, the base, the tip of the base in, and then the rest can be out. That's fair. Yeah. In scenarios that require models to capture objectives, do models that have been temporarily switched size, e.g., Denethor, Thrain the Broken, count scoring victory points for the owning player, or the player temporarily controls them? The answer is the owning player. Okay, so
0: on the last turn, if you're moving Denifor, you can't steal the VPs, Mm -hmm. which makes sense because he's part of the other person's army. I guess
1: you just move him off the objective entirely. Yeah. And then there's one more. Um, The rules for deploying siege engines state that they are deployed within six inches of the controlling player's board edge, whilst the rules for the contest of champion scenario state that your leader must be deployed within three inches of the centre of the board. If my leader has a siege engine, e.g. Bard the Bowman or Girion with a wind lance, which takes precedent? And the answer is, the deployment rules for contested champions will overrule the deployment rules for the siege engine in this situation. Kind of makes sense
0: to me, I think, as well.
1: Uh, Yeah, but I can understand why it's been asked.
0: Yeah, it's just to clear it up. So, yeah, a lot of those are, for some people, maybe obvious. Um, We'll swing through, quickly do the other ones. I don't think the others are too long. Uh, so we'll go with the armies of Lord of the Rings. Okay. Start with the errata for that. So there's only been two additions to this. Yep. First one, Gondor Avenger Bolt for a while, the crew. Um, number has changed from two to three.
1: So you don't have to purchase the third man that comes with the set. You just get it automatically. Yeah. Uh the model war catapult. Area effects. Change a special rule to read: If a catapult scores a hit against the battlefield target, all models within two inches of the target suffer one Strength five hit and are not prone. This additional hit does not kill a target outright.
0: I think that's in addition to the FAQ about saying that everyone who is hit by the scatter isn't straight dead. Maybe I guess.
1: Mm. Are there any questions regarding? uh Yep. Leg of the Screen deadly shot special rule states that if it fires a single arrow, that he will always hit on a two plus, and that this cannot be modified in any way. Can this two plus be modified by the Shadow Lord's P- Pale of Dark special rule? No, deadly shot cannot be modified, so it's always a two plus. There's yep. a couple more. Um, as the King's Huntsman always passes an in the way roll on a two plus when they target a cavalry model, does the two plus mean they will hit the rider or their choice of rider or mount. When a King's Huntsman shoots at a cavalry model, they must declare whether they are targeting the horse or the rider. If they hit the cavalry model, they will then roll the two plus for the in the way. Yeah, again, just clearing it up. So
0: if, you, if you've got a better chance of hitting what you want, just make sure you declare what you want to hit so yep. you always get the two plus on you what you're aiming at.
1: Yep. Can a shade still use its chill or a special rule if it is transfixed or paralysed? Yes, because it's passive, even though it needs to be activated at the start of the fight phase. So you can do that. Yeah. Can a dead expect to force an enemy model to make a jump, climb, leap or swim test using their fell light is in their special rule? Uh, the answer is they may not make an enemy model make a jump, climb or leap test. However, if they, are, if they make a model move into water... Feature that would cause a swim test. This will be taken as normal. Okay, so, that makes sense. Yeah, it's quite a lot of questions. Uh,
0: actually. On the next one, uh, if the Balrog suffers multiple wounds from attacks that would normally kill it outright, will it take half its total number of wounds from each successful attack, or half in total as per its Demon of the Ancient World special rule? It will take half from each, so it will take two attacks with the ability to kill the a Balrog outright to do so. Okay, so it's not half of the wounds and then half of what's left, half of what's left. It's just half of the starting. So the king, of, the king of the Dead can two-tap two, power two, off. Two-turn two it, yeah. Uh, can the Watch in the Water displace models so that they are forced off the edge of a clear? <laughs> yes. It just It's probably not going to come up too often, but it's a
1: nice little addition so, that cleared it up. People have been using the Watcher enough for that to be put in there. Yes. Uh, can the Watcher in the Water displace models so that they are uh, forced off the edge of the board? No. Can the Watcher in the Water shoot models it engaged in combat with? Yes. Additionally, the Watcher will not need to take an in-the-way roll to see if it hits itself. Make sense? Uh, uh, there's there's a few more. Yep. If a model riding a Akandish Chariots
0: is involved in a successful heroic combat, can it use its Chariot Charge in the ensuing movement? So, yes. just a charge bonus effectively isn't it so you're charging so yeah
1: if a model on a war camel kills a model it charges with the impaler rule and then charges another model will inflict a strength four hit on this model's yeah it's grim it does it hurts a lot it's not
0: nice Uh, so war camels again if a model on a war camel charges an enemy model across a barrier do they still cause a strength four hit against an enemy as per the impaler special rule um, no, again, no benefits when charging a model defender barrier, probably just clearing that up again, just showing which rule takes precedence over the other.
1: Can um, a Corsair uh, Reaver within six inches of a Corsair bosun choose to automatically fail its courage tests for its mindless killer special rule? Yes, I think it actually says that in the rule. Yeah, yeah. I think it actually says that in the rule anyway, but clearing
0: things up again, it's yeah. just, it doesn't hurt to have another bit. No, so that's all of that.
1: Are we doing the Hobbit next,
0: yeah. Let's do that. So, get the Herata up. So, this is where a couple of the changes are added in. So, the first one is the Iron Hills Ballista, so that's had a change points cost to 125 points, up from 90. Um, and again, that was on the article that was posted, and it's just yeah. apparently they were and they are good. They were dominating a bit too much. So rather than mess around with the rules, because it's quite a good set of rules, it's a good model. They've made it more expensive, which should hopefully
1: well it's, it's interesting because it's had two erratas in the last two FAQs. Mm.
0: So it's the yeah, so it's now got a minimum range of twelve, which was added in the last one, and in this one it's gone up to 125, so 35 points. You're looking at three Iron Hills dwarves.
1: I'd still arguably... take it regarding the um the ally one or the hero of fortitude rule you could argue it's had three three
0: effectively yeah to stop it being allied in um so if you just wanted to ally that and a captain you'd be paying what, 200 points 205 whatever so
1: yes a quite lot. a lot
0: to do that way i mean
1: it's still uh, still very good value for its points it's still very very good yeah but I mean, three Iron Hills is a lot, but still. So I, I did have a think. I was thinking maybe one way because it's things like the Superior Construction
0: rule, rerolling ones. Maybe yeah. they could get rid of that if they were looking at ways. Don't give. I, I've got Iron Hills. I don't play them that often, so I'm not trying to completely destroy an army that I own. But maybe it was something like that, just to get rid of the rerolling ones. That's a slight nerf without
1: I think massive change. Incredibly strong, mm.
0: and it was too cheap, so. I think it works well with the Army because they haven't got any shooting. They
1: Well, they do. They have yeah. crossbows.
0: Yeah, generally, though. And the blister itself can shoot. Yeah, so, yeah, basically what I said was just a complete lie. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but, yeah, you get yeah, 12,
1: I, 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 12 points to the model good. with a crossbow. You get 12 crossbowmen for the same price.
0: Yeah. Now. So, um, yeah, it's, it's quite... A, a big jump in points to go from 90 to 125 in one jump. But it's obviously they felt it was needed. I mean,
1: at certain points levels, so that's not going to matter. No. Nah. If and you are only take taking one and it's blister. 600 plus, you can probably still do it. Not
0: you, you, you've really only taken that at high points anyway. Usually, I, I'd guess. But.
1: Well, I had this discussion uh, in a group chat yesterday and some people were saying that it's an auto-include at... You know, five hundred at ninety points, and I guess it is really. You fill out your warbands, four hundred and ten points, and then you've got mm-hmm. ninety points. At... But again, I didn't. I I have used one. I have played Iron Hills before I got rid of them. Yeah, I've I've used it as uh, well, it really good. and it is very very good. Ask oh, uh, Sam Huddy; he still has nightmares, apparently. Uh, I think I
0: played against Sam Huddy with it as well, and I think I may have killed one of his trolls, maybe Stumpy. Or, well, I played
1: yep. him at Hold Ground. He had all Mounted Rohan. By the time we got to the middle, he had seven horses left on the table. So oh. it was grim. Um, Legolas Greenleaf, Prince of Mirkwood, options, changed the points of Legolas's Elven Cloak to five points. Was it ten? Must have been, yeah. I mean, that makes sense because it's not good enough to be worth ten points. I probably wouldn't pay for it. Um... Just change so a bit on here
0: is about Radagast, and it's just saying change the range of nature after three inches. That's in obviously the main rules FAQs, but it's just the case of making sure it ties up the same everywhere. Makes so sense. we spoke about that already, and this is one actually because I uh, about the alliance matrix. So mm-hmm. in the armies of the Hobbit and the armies of the Lord of the Rings, there was a slight difference. It was with the Shire being allies with Rangers and Rivendell. Mm -hmm. one of them was convenient and one of them was historical. I can't remember what way around it was. But anyway, now the errata is, so this is for the armies of the Hobbit. So that one was wrong. Changed the Shire to be historical allies with the Rangers and convenient allies with Rivendell. I guess it was maybe the other way around before, but I remember that being brought up. So it seems like the Lord of the Rings one is correct, but the armies of the Hobbit one was wrong.
1: I think the actual one in the Shire book's wrong as well.
0: See, that hasn't even got an FAQ on here yet, so I imagine that will come in the February one. Probably, I mean, it's, enough
1: time. it's only just come out, so yeah. they probably yeah. the FAQ is probably done before that was released. So, yeah, that's obviously where it, where it is. Um, yep, yeah. so the, design, the designer's commentary for this one If Bofu uses his steadfast special rule to negate the effects of Wrath of Brunine or Nature's Wrath magical powers, will it still affect all other models in range, of, or is it negated entirely? Entirely, sorry. And it's negated entirely. That's pretty strong. Mm. The Erebor
0: reclaimed army bonus states that it affects all friendly Erebor dwarf models. Does this affect friendly Iron Hills dwarves that are not taken, that are taken as part of this list? No, because they've got the Iron Hills keyword, uh, so again, not the Erebor keyword. So it's again just clearing it up, but I just, think that's because of the old army bonus. You got the banner yeah. for throwing and things like that.
1: Can Bard and Girion take a wind lance in the same army, or is the wind lance unique? They may both take a wind lance, however, such an alliance will naturally be an impossible alliance. Yeah, funny that. <laughs> <laughs> Bard's very, Girion's very dead by the time Bard's able to shoot a wind lance. Um, does Strangle benefit from any part of the Blade Lord special rule whilst he is mounted? no,
0: right. just clearing it up. So if Azog is riding the White Walk, do any models have to make a courage test for charging him as only the White War causes terror? Yes, because the White War causes terror. So yeah, that's again, just it's, counted it's as one, one model. model.
1: It's just yeah. one model. Similar
0: to Fell Beasts and
1: Yeah. Uh, can models mounted upon Fell use its fell spike special rule for the purposes of charging? Yeah, you can charge around corners. That's always been so it. that's yeah. yeah. So
0: your um, Hunter Orcs on Felwargs can be charging around corners and whatnot.
1: Yeah, you don't have to see your target because the fellwar can smell them or whatever, yeah. basically. And if the Spider Queen declares a heroic move and then spawns a number of Broodlings as part of the, that heroic move, can the Broodlings move as part of the heroic move? No. So they spawn and stay there.
0: I've never used one. So,
1: no, again, I haven't either to be honest. We've got Gondor at War, or is that it? Yeah, just Gondor we, at War now. Um, we have got Battle Companies, but I don't think we need to cover that. We'll do that in a separate Battle Companies video at some point because I would like to play Battle Companies. And yeah, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to mention again that I haven't bought the book yet because people, yes, we, we won't ruin all the, the rules so,
0: for you. Uh,
1: I think this is it, it's one thing,
0: yeah, yep. so. For the riders of in, add the following option to Dernhelm, a throwing spear for five points. Was that not on the list
1: already? Must be modelled. Is it modelled?
0: I'm pretty sure it's modelled with a throwing spear.
1: As if, yeah, I mean... yeah. So that was
0: obviously just an oversight. So yeah. that's to, to clear um, that
1: up. Are there any designers' notes for Gondor at war? Yeah, there's a couple of new well, ones. There's a few, actually, yeah. In the streets of Minister Scenario, where do the... That's oh, not... Where do the Mordor Trolls deploy? Deploy a model Troll in each section in the same way as the Morannans. In the Battle of the Penal Field scenario, how many Black Rule Veil arches are required? 12.
0: Uh, it's, it's, it didn't say before, did it? I remember that. So, ah, yeah.
1: okay. Do I still get victory points for wounding the enemy leader if my opponent has Hurin alive on the board? Yes, Hurin only prevents victory points be being scored for killing the enemy leader. Makes sense. Uh, as Dunhelm is essentially Eowyn and Merry... Can they both declare a different heroic action in the same phase? For example, can Dermhelm declare a heroic strike and Merry also declare heroic combat in the same turn? No. Whilst Merry is mounted upon Dermhelm's steed, they are a single model and therefore may only declare a single heroic action in each phase. Can Elfhelm... Oh, sorry, go
0: on, mate. No, No, just for this next one. This is interesting because that's different to heroic accuracy. Okay. That it? So yeah. So for Canel film, re-roll is in the way, roll against the cavalry model, see so if he hits the rider or the mount, and he can. So that's slightly different to accuracy, because you can't re-roll to see if you hit the rider or the mount. It's only in the ways,
1: because
0: oh, okay. uh, that was in an FAQ before, I'm pretty sure. If I'm wrong, someone correct me in the comments, but I'm sure that was mentioned as you get your heroic accuracy, you can re-roll. Through your combats and in the ways and things like that, but to, you can't re roll to hit yep. a horse or rider,
1: which you could before,
0: yeah, or you it at least wasn't clarified
1: before, yeah. So, um, if the Murk war leader declares a heroic challenge whilst atop his royal war Mamak as part of the making of a king special rule and is successful, who gains the might points back, the Mumak war leader or the Mamak itself? And it would be the the war leader so that yep. makes sense he's declaring it and that well there is battle companies but we'll
0: save that because you you want to go through the book as well and yeah anything? i've not
1: even had so, a look at through so, the book yet so. so yeah
0: we'll leave that one but um yeah so that's all of those it might have been a bit hard to follow with us um, rambling and mumbling through some of the questions but yeah you can find all them load the faq up Go through the relevant section with us, and yeah, it's just some of it. There's nothing to really say about our thoughts; they just are what they are. The questions, but where there's been major changes, we try to roughly say what we think, and let us know what you think. Throw a comment at the bottom of this video. Yeah, um, I'm sure one of us will reply to the comments um, as and when. Um, if you've got any questions about those, we throw them again in the comments of the video, and we'll answer them in the next video, whenever that will be.
1: Yeah. So for the question part of this, um, well, now we've finished what we were going to talk about, um, it'd be very interesting to see what the meta changes to now, to see if the um, Wrath of Brunei and Nature's Wrath lists are still dominant and Hmm. um, frequent, I guess. They must have been somewhat frequent for those changes to have taken place. And it'll be also interesting to see if Iron people hills. are put off That's by right. taking a Ballista at certain points levels now. Might see more Heroic Challenges as well. The Heroic Challenge one and the Ring one are the ones that benefit me in particular because they're armies that I play. Uh, well, haven't played Goblin Town yet, but I'm looking to. I'm wait, I, think, I was waiting for the right points and I think I found it. So, And I think those
0: are more changes, if you like, and additional rules where the other ones are more clarifications and bits that have been missed out whereas yeah. these seem to be actual changes to try yeah. and balance the more competitive side of, of the game, if you like. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, so, they, they seem good, it just kind of subtle changes that may make a big difference. So we'll have to wait and see how some of those play out, but you won't really know too much until we've played a few games of them.
1: So we'll go to the comments from Facebook first, just because um, there's not many of them, actually, because, mm. again, we put the post up. And didn't really have a lot of notice for people, which is entirely my fault because I. No, mine as well. Uh, me and Jack knew we were recording, but I've just been busy and he's just been busy. It is what it is, guys. But there's a, there's a good amount of comments on the actual YouTube video, which is what we wanted anyway. But Sam has put a comment in relation to the podcast last week where we had two teams. We actually had more than two teams from the EAHC at doubles, but we had. Two teams that were highlighted and me and Dan had a, um, a, a gentleman's bet, friendly bet on, uh, or we predicted rather, who we thought would do better of the two teams. Um, and I believe going into the last game, they were tied up and you were allowed grudge, grudge matches in round six. Uh, so they actually faced off against each other. I'm just going to, I'm not going to read through the whole of Sam's. Sorry, Sam, for writing a, a really long detailed if you want to read sam's detailed description of what happened it's on our facebook page on the pinned post uh, it basically came down to the last game it was reconnoiter certain models were about to move off um and they got owned and lost so it, <laughs> that's just a really brief uh i have to um i have to say well done to sam and uh i believe it was will Yep, Sam and Will—they um, were the better of the two teams at the event. Uh, I had picked Tom and James, so uh, well done, Dan, for guessing right last week. Um, again, if you want to read that in more detail, yeah, I, I, just had, I just had
0: a little look. It's Any quite it's, justice it
1: whatsoever. Looks like a really, good it's a really detailed description mm. of. It's a really when they Sam and that discussed it with me in our group chat. It sounded a lot of fun. So please go over and read it. I'm just not going to because it's too long. <laughs> uh, at the next league event, uh, Sam has asked another question. As the next league event, it'll be 450 points. Do you expect this will mean we'll see a lot more lower cost heroes than we usually would? Or will people sacrifice their numbers to keep their tried and tested Beasts of War? I guess that's big heroes slash Beasts of War.
0: I think it, we might see a few more lower points heroes,
1: I mean, we've played 500. Yeah. And, you know, it, it just means you're going to sacrifice maybe a couple of troops to keep yeah. your list similar. Uh, I'm actually taking something completely different.
0: Yeah. But um... I still think most of them will be themed, fairly themed. They usually are our events. and um, But some people, myself included, like taking big heroes and big things. So chances are we'll see some similar lists. But, yeah, we I reckon we might get a few heroes we don't see before because of the lower points. might
1: see um i was looking at some of the Mordor heroes and it's definitely a, a good points level for your gore bags or your um your zag dushes models like that that have still got strike but they're obviously not as expensive
0: yeah
1: but yeah i think it's uh it'd be interesting i think as i say people can very easily modify lists they've used before
0: yeah just um, drop a few things in a and out couple
1: of heroes or drop a couple of warriors or a banner or something if you you know not yeah. elves
0: so while we're on the topic of the next league event i think it's actually full up at the moment with spaces i think tom took the last space okay he messaged me yesterday i don't forgot updated the list yet but um yeah if anyone is interested it's on the east angley hobbit community group go on our events tab anyone can come and join in uh, when we say league event it just goes as a qualification for an end of year tournament so yes. um, you can come play a one-off. You can come play this event and one other, and get a place in our end-of-year tournament. If you're trying to get a place in the tournament, you want to come on and try and yeah. We haven't got points.
1: many league days left, so no, exactly. we got two. And, is
0: it two? Yes, this and so October. September, October, and then the finale is in November. So
1: yeah, I need yeah. to get a couple of wins to boost my score up a little bit.
0: Yeah, But even though it's full, there is always the chance and it's very likely that someone will not be able to make it for one reason or another. Always. So pop your name on the reserve list and if you're near the top of that, it's probably fairly certain that you will end up with a space because event next within the next couple of weeks, I'll start collecting payments just to make sure it's not all done
1: last minute. Mm. So now we're going to go over to the YouTube comments. Again, guys... The interaction on YouTube, I'm doing it again. Plug in. I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to mention the algorithm again because I know you all love that as well. The way it works, the more interactions, whether that's likes or someone actually disliked the last one, I'm really upset about it. It's our first one we've ever got. If you've disliked it, please tell me why. I know it shouldn't matter, but I was upset, all right? Um <laughs> But again, uh, I mean, it still helps us technically. Just don't everyone dislike them because we will stop doing them. But um, any interaction you give to the video, whether that's liking, commenting, sharing, um, actually helps people find the video. So the more views we get, it doesn't really matter. But it just means if if more people find it, we might get more questions and different questions and stuff like that. So the first comment from last week's video is Paintbrush Pirate which is James Richardson's channel, who is a friend of the channel. Going to mention it again, because Dan (laughs) gets annoyed when I do it. Uh, But that is his YouTube channel. He's very close to 1,000 subscribers. So if you're here listening to this somehow and you haven't subscribed to James, go and check him out. He does some really good tutorials. If you like his stuff, drop him a sub. He has asked, um, event ideas for next year, siege, large-scale battles, scenario days, escalation he enjoyed this year's one well thank you james for enjoying the escalation event i ran it is something that i'm definitely looking at doing again next year but i also want to do a de-escalation event some point this year whether we fit in or not i don't know it might move over to next year but yeah um with regards to events ideas for next year it's not reliant on again i think i've i've said this many times but yeah It's not reliant on me or jack or sean or or whomever if you want to run an event guys run an event you know the community is fairly solid at supporting our events my event unfortunately had a lot of dropouts and it was sandwiched in between a couple of other things around the GBHL and the yeah uh, southern hobbit league group thing so unfortunately it did get um, cannibalized a little bit but if you want to run an event just put it in the put it in the group people will you know you should have good response um, in terms of numbers. If anyone wants to help
0: setting it up, message me or Josh. Yeah, if you
1: if you, do you don't know when to fit it in the calendar or you want someone to help run it, then by all means, if one of us attends but can't play or whatever reason, or Jack's got a very easy spreadsheet that you can nick off him and find it's really easy to use. Like even I can do it, so you can edit it as well. And yeah. Just- yeah, i don't mind sending over and helping change it over or anything um but if if you want some of these to be league counting next year a siege league event could be really fun scenario days are great and it is something that i would like to do more of i just feel that the calendar is pretty full and to get people to commit to a scenario day it has to either be when there isn't another event on or again you know we squeeze it in yeah um, somewhere but again guys if you want that to happen by all means you know either message me or 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 jack or sean or any of the admins on the facebook page and we'll we'll sort that out for you he also heard about some guy running a battle companies event but with a twist so that is a charity battle companies event i'm not sure how the tickets are selling what i'll try and do is find the link to it and i'll stick it in the video when it gets uploaded uh where your heroes say the same so it's slightly different what i'll do is i will link it and go and check it out but i think um james would like to do something similar next year
0: yeah i've seen that i'd have to uh,
1: i'd love to do a battle companies thing next year but it, the problem with battle companies i find is one person's battle company always gets really strong and then no one wants to play them so um, <laughs> but it is a good it is good fun and i guess if you can figure out a way um to manage it, it in a day's it event it helps as well. to sort of keep it so everyone's on a somewhat level playing field then yeah it makes sense so totes but awesome this is um oh i've forgotten his name i know who it is Uh, i don't know if he wants me to reveal his his youtube alias but his list is regarding the question we were doing 450 lists uh last week we were discussing 450 lists or impossible ally lists (laughs) And again, this was prior to the FAQ, so his list was Balrog, the Batswarm, and Vrasku. Yeah, want we spoke context? about that as well, didn't Do you me? want some context to that, other than what we spoke about earlier, listen to last week's pod. Uh, Tom Ramsden has commented saying, thanks for the answers. I take it as a compliment that my three-rafe list made it into the episode, considering how excellently... So this is in relation to Kieran winning the uh, Stand Firm Men of the Southeast event in Harlow, Two weeks ago now, I believe, uh, Tom and Kieran played in the final um, against it. As scary as the triple casters are, not to mention the triple harbouring of evil in a terror-causing army. So he had um, Witch King on a fell beast, Shadow Lord on a horse, the Dark Marshal on a horse, and then 18 Morgul Knights. It was really cool. They were let down slightly by the day performance of the Morgul Knights. So, yeah, so... Uh, Four troops. I can't wait for rows. I don't know. Has he... I think he was just asking, just giving us a shout-out, essentially. Mm. Uh, has he got a question? No, Kieran's commented on it, saying it was an excellent game, really helped to realise potential weaknesses in his list and the fact that I told him off for making some silly mistakes. <laughs> uh, definitely the tricky and the most intense of the day. A great experience for my first. Again, guys, these comments are on the video from last week. So, the Team Spirit has asked, uh, thrilling content for next time. Tom and I are, in fact, I think this is Sam, it is Sam, uh, Sam Huddy. Yeah. At port in Flames, last October, we took a large Eastling army. We scored three victory points in our opening defeat. They were the last we saw all weekend. We hammered the army of the dead before Aragorn leapt in and killed us all. Live on Top 10 Wargaming's channel. We destroyed two chariots in a single turn before throwing Amdur under the Eastling bus in a small miscalculation (laughs) we attacked the most heavily defended camp in a four camp version of storm the camp tom blamed me throughout unsurprisingly we came last with a potential record-breaking vp difference of minus 50 i think this was in relation to um me commenting on them two being teammates before and how badly it went for them so uh, sam's just giving some examples of um what went wrong so last week cj actually left a question um, where you guys would give us an answer. And I'm now remembering this, and I'm going to have to go to my phone and find the answer to said question. And... What, 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 is
0: it, it's Just skin. Is it the Balrog? Does he not say he's got any uh, He does exclude oh, monsters. Uh, um, let me have a quick think. on in man form, is he defence six? Or def- he might be defence five. Would it be a um, Dane, even though he's got armor? It's excluding armor. Yeah, so even though he's not... So when you take his armor off... Would it I be... don't
1: know what his base stat line is without. It that. would probably be five defense, written, wouldn't it? It's written in his profile, isn't it? The Dwarven Heavy Armor. Anyway, you reveal the answer because I'm just rambling. <laughs> I'm trying to find it, mate. Right, here we go. So, excluding profiles such as Siege Engines, Defense 10 or Chariots... We have a tie for the highest non-monster defence model. Um, The Necromancer and the Shade uh, both have defence 8. So a point if you guess those by yourself, uh, you have the opportunity to buy yourself a Freddo. We're nicking that from somewhere else. But both profiles specifically have no war gear and the models themselves clearly have armour on them. So if you really wanted no hint of armour, the winner is Gandalf the White, who in his pyjamas is a mighty defence (laughs) 6. Uh, i think my answer was bayon who's i think it's defense 5 uh, again if you i don't think anyone actually so i'm tom sure someone Hawkes, said a
0: shade i think someone said tom shade
1: tom Hawkes' answer uh is is it not a berserker when it's being shot at defense 6 but i think it's base profile for its defense is 5 so it wouldn't be that uh things he enjoys about the podcast uh i love the ramblings tangents with the questions we don't just get answers. There is always a story or anecdote to go with it, or just complete rambling nonsense until yeah. someone says "Shut up, Josh." He then put in response to Dan: "Come on, man, what are you doing? Your money is better invested in betting on a Hawker Wilson triumph." Apparently not. Thanks, guys. Uh, one last okay. question. So
0: yes, this the, this is this was the big. One it is Fred's, wasn't but, it? It's very simple. That,
1: um, CJ has got a question for next podcast so again leave in the comment section your answer to CJ's question for next week which two profiles are theoretically able to reach strength 12 there are two profiles that are theoretically able to reach strength 12 something with strength 9 heroic
0: strength um, Sauron I imagine he's got heroic strength yeah um, I'm gonna go with the Moomak.
1: It'll be another big monster, Balrog. Because he got he's only, he hasn't got any heroics. Hasn't he hasn't got any might. Mm. He gets a free heroic combat, but tree uh, Treebeard. Yeah, he, probably, he must have strength. But he's he strength eight. Mm.
0: One of them, Sauron, I reckon. Anyway, we'll ever think, and we'll I will if he misses you.
1: my own personal. Uh, youtube account and leave a comment with the answers on
0: yeah and if i'm on the next podcast i will give you my answer before you reveal it and if i'm not on it i will post the comment and give my answer
1: good lads so this is the potential can of worms scenario it's
0: not really though it's quite simple i think because this was the thing that was on the gbhl most people probably seen it it was about the tom bombadil um, 25 mil being smaller than an inch business. So I'll read the actual question that Kieran has put. At risk of opening up a can of worms, what's your view on the Tom Bombadil controversy at the big tournament in Canada? The fact that a small base is 25 mil, which is 0.4 mil less than an inch means you can't charge a model in base, with, base contact with Tom as it enters Tom's control zone by 0.4 of an inch. By, business, so... by 0.4 of a, of a mil it would be.
1: My viewpoint to this, again, Tom Bombadil is, in my opinion, a scenario based model. Um, It shouldn't be used in match play. I think it's pretty much banned in every tournament in in this country. And just stop it. Just stop being that much of a dickhead. Like, honestly, like, if you're really going to be there at an event that you've paid money to go to and then be like pushing. If you wear glasses, pushing glasses up your nose and telling people, oh, you can't charge because of 0. 0.4 millimetres, just just get in the bin. Stop it. Just behave. So, I, I understand that how
0: in top tables, top tournaments for world championships, country, region championships, you're going to be very competitive. You'll stick to the rules. But that is quite obviously, in my opinion, a very, very unintended wording of 25 mils and an inch we all know that a 25 mil base you use as an inch well in my opinion everyone i play against
1: yeah. plays I mean, it that way there is this another is- example regarding uh, if a model if you've got models lined up in a perfect shield wall and two of your models charge one and one the two models around the side because they're in a shield wall in an area of impassable terrain so they couldn't then move to charge the other models because they can't enter the control zone of the model that has charged their friendly model because they can't go over the terrain and they can't go around the other model. Just stop it. Just just stop it. It's stupid. Um, in that scenario of the scenery, if you ever find that and do that, then fair play because it is allowed. But it's so... See, something, something
0: like that with, with positions and everything else, then that's, that's not necessarily with this inch and 25 mil business. That is down to tactics at really top table, high-level tournaments and things. And the, at the end of the day, the objective is, is to win that but to an extent at all costs, really. But for if 99% the, of the games... If
1: you're doing a Tom Bombadil to thing, that. that is a win-at-all-cost scenario. Yeah, and I, I, I know
0: people say you play rules as written, not as intended, because people's interpretations of the rules are different. But that is quite obviously not as... You can't, even, in my opinion, interpret that as that's intended to be that way. No. There's not even a question of that. And just that if they ever come up, ask a TO or whatever, because I can't imagine that would happen in a friendly game.
1: Bombadil's banned but, at all yeah. of our events anyway. So uh, do no you know what? Funnily,
0: funnily, enough, I don't think that's in the league rules. I have to edit it.
1: FAQ coming soon.
0: Yes, we'll we'll do a review of the league FAQ because
1: that's just <laughs> it's a scenario. It's for a scenario for the Barrow Whites and the Hobbits in the old old set of um, uh, is it the Fog on Barrow Down set? And it was a scenario in one of the old um, source books. It's not meant to be in match games. Just. Just stop it. Just stop being naughty. It's silly.
0: Yeah. Uh, like if people, you, Some people are playing to win these tournaments. Of course you are if you're on the top tables. And But that example of the inch and the 0. 04 four that's, that's, that's just a bit
1: unnecessary. It, in the example that was given, Radigast was hiding behind Bombardil. And, and they couldn't be charged. You can't enter Bombadil's control zone because you're not allowed to charge him. Yeah, that's it's, just... It's so silly. Just stop it. No one wants to win that badly, I'm sure. Well, maybe they do, but I certainly don't. And at East Anglia events, it's just not. We're a little bit more relaxed than that. Just don't do it. Stop it. But anyway, on that note, I think that's the last question for this week. It is the last interaction on both of Facebook and the YouTube episode. Yeah. So So I think
0: we'll wrap up this episode here next week will potentially be either a hobby update of what we've been up to, or we will be potentially looking at getting some other people. I think CJ expressing expressly interested in getting on to talk about uh, magic.
1: The state uh, of magic in the current edition, which obviously yes. has changed since we discussed with him coming on as a guest again, because the, the spells that have been so prevalent have just been nerfed.
0: Yeah. So it's a good time to be doing that. So we'll look at doing that next week. That'd be quite a good topic. So if you've got any questions regarding that topic, drop them in the comments of the YouTube video. We think it's going to be easier to do it this way going forward rather than keep going backwards and forwards.
1: Yeah, we're not going to put a post up for the podcast. Well, actually, I will put a post up, but, but what it's going to say is here's, a link to, to the, here's yeah. a link to the YouTube episode. <laughs> go and put your questions there for next week. Yep. Uh, I'm doing the youtube bit again. Comment, like, share it, subscribe. We are on... 56 subscribers i'm gonna do a giveaway at 100 jack didn't know that until now no i just just found that out so when we get to 100 if we get to 100 we're gonna give something away i'm not gonna say what it is because it might not be that good but it also might be that good so subscribe and find out um leave your questions for next week's episode regarding the current meta of magic in middle earth Sbg leave your questions to cj's uh, question of the week which is again which two models can hypothetically get to straight 12 and leave me a nice comment i like to read nice comments
0: yeah leave right, any guys. comments any other questions related to the hobby on there or anything whatever you want we'll answer most of them if not all of them and this week just a special mention to cj who's going to start editing our podcast to get rid of some of our um the
1: the, the spaces and the the erms and r's make it sound actually i think he edits the audio quality as well so it might sound a little bit better as well yeah so shout out to cj for doing that and
0: uh everyone else for watching through to the end thank you Mm -hmm. very much you can check us out on our facebook group the east anglia hobbit community um uh, pop that that in the the video yeah Um, it's on our youtube it's on our youtube channel as well so We'll do that, and yeah, we, we have events and just general ramblings. And oh, we
1: didn't plug events.
0: events. In
1: there. I don't think there's been any new ones. Very quickly, Next just thing. because the tickets go on sale for our East Anglia Hobbit Community GBHL event this week. It's a 100-point oh. event as well, isn't it? It's a 100-point league event, and I'm pretty sure tickets go on sale very soon. Um, James Wilson has created an events page and he has linked that events page on the gbhl page so you should be able to find it i believe it's called the scaring of the shire because it's in october so it's halloween themed there's fancy dress there's some cool stuff we've got planned so when tickets go available please buy them guys please come along and support our event because we are going to buy some new tables and we've got some new scenery coming, in and um it should be a lot of fun anyway so that's it that's i'm done yeah and
0: so yeah with that i think we'll wrap it up there mm-hmm. um thanks for joining me today josh and thanks for keeping the podcast running because i know i've been jumping in now the last few weeks but we'll, nice to have you back, mate. we'll still keep trying keep this moving forward on a weekly basis and yeah, yeah we'll... hopefully go with ma- uh, the current state of magic in the new edition
1: I think, as our next six, I think we've had six weeks consecutively now which is nice
0: yeah so. it's good work mm. Let's see how we can go with it Right, so, yeah, thank you all for listening. Thanks for listening through to the end, and um, we'll catch you on the next episode. Catch you next week,
1: guys. Bye-bye.